Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Danny Watson, a mindset and manifestation expert and founder of The Click, a company that helps women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to create a life and business that they love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can co-create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifests more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello, ladies, and welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast where I am joined today by Click Academy member Pippa. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Pippa. Hi, thanks for having me. Good morning. How are you? I'm very, very well. Um, I think a good place for us to kick off for today's episode, because I know a lot of people love hearing this information, is how did you get started within the coaching world? What was it that made you want to become a coach? Yeah, so I started my coaching journey back in 2020. And it was a real mixture of things, really, that kicked it all off for me. So The first being I really didn't like my job. So I was in a very high pressure, anxiety inducing job for me, um, working in the corporate space. And I knew that I was in a position in that role where I was happy and I was relatively successful, but I kind of looked at what the future held and I wasn't inspired by it anymore. I started to feel quite stuck and I just didn't know what was next for me. Um, so I started doing some reflection and I knew that I wanted to do something slightly more meaningful in my work. And that's when I started exploring what my other options were. And I knew that I was always interested in psychology and well-being. So I was looking at various different routes. And that's when I sort of stumbled across coaching. And that's when I joined the Click. So um, I was really interested in kind of the positive psychology of coaching and how you move forward with goals that you want to achieve rather than kind of focusing on the more challenging side of things. And that really was quite inspiring for me. I felt very good about that. So that's when I sort of started to really do my research into it. And then at the same time, we go into a global pandemic and all of a sudden I have lots more time on my hands that I can invest in things that really inspire me and that I was interested in. So that's when I took the leap. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do with it I just knew that I wanted to do something interesting wanted to do something that I was really passionate about and so the journey kind of started there and I qualified in 20 well I actually got my certificate on New Year's Eve of 2020 2020 waiting yeah. for my New Year's Eve takeaway because that was the glory of lockdown and yeah I remember getting it that night and I guess the rest is history that completely changed everything for me I love that and I love one of the things that you mentioned about you kind of started this journey not necessarily knowing exactly where it was going to take you And I think there's a lot we can take away from that because sometimes we're so fixated and wanting to know exactly how our future is going to unfold. And there's actually magic in the unknown sometimes because your coaching is taking you down a slightly different path than, I guess, many, many of our click members who decide to start their own business. You've actually become head of well-being at Burberry. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yes. So slightly unconventional, as you say. Um, 
for me, I really wanted to take what I learned back into the corporate space. And it really is the only thing now that I would ever do in a corporate space. Um, it's the only thing that really drives me to get up in the morning and go to do a nine to five. But for me, I wanted to take all of the things that I'd learned, not just from you, but other areas of psychology that I was reading up into. And my why was very much driven by helping people who were in the situation that I was in before and helping them to not have to feel the way that I did, you know, that feeling of lack of purpose and meaning in your work feeling stuck in what you do it can really affect a lot of areas of your life and for me that was so meaningful to help others to to support them through that so I was fortunate enough to get a job at Warner Brothers so I was a well-being advisor there on a fixed term contract I sort of elbowed my way in a lot of pestering was done and they were kind enough to offer me a job so I did that for about a year and a half and then that gave me kind of the on the ground experience to then transfer into Burberry where I'm a wellbeing manager and I look after international wellbeing. To summarise that role, I guess my purpose is to look after the health and happiness of colleagues at Burberry, but it's super varied. So one day we could be looking at mental health, others physical health things like the menopause, starting a family. So it's how can we support colleagues at all stages of their life through the challenges that they have and make working at Burberry the most supportive and best experience possible. So I love what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, and I get to help thousands of people in the process, which is amazing. Yeah, I love that. And do you think there's more of a growing trend now of companies that are really kind of putting the mental well-being and the wellness of their employees first? There is definitely a huge trend in it. You know, since the pandemic, mental health became the forefront of people's lives, you know, and it's definitely something that companies are starting to have the conversation about. I mean, companies have been talking about it for years and years, but pandemic really put it at the forefront. I think it's a really challenging space because there's not a lot of research into it yet because it is so new. There's not a lot of education around it, but company, a lot of companies are doing their best to support people. I think there's a, a bit of a gap at the moment in terms of the support that companies can offer to thousands and thousands of people that work for them versus the actual day-to-day -day experience that their colleagues are, are having. And I think that's the gap that really needs to be be filled for well-being within corporate space to be meaningful but I think companies are definitely on the right track for it. I mean I love it and I think it's so welcomed because for me it really signals a shift away from sort of the toxic masculinity mm. which a lot of corporate companies are built into this feminine era where we're not just prioritizing the doing we are really kind of focused on who people are being and kind of really helping them create success from within, which actually then has a ripple effect onto the productivity and the success of a company. It's not just all about number crunching and getting things done. If we can really equip people with the right mindset shifts, you know, they're mentally feeling great, you know, emotionally they're feeling great, they're going to show up for their work in a far more impactful way. So I love that. Um, from your coaching journey then, what have been some of the favorite things that you've learned from, you know, getting certified and training to become a coach? I think the most impactful thing for me was really what I've learned about myself. You know, what I will say to anyone who's thinking about coming a, becoming a coach is 
be ready to do some real work on yourself because you can't do anything to support anyone else until you do that work. And I've made some huge practical changes in terms of changing job. I've changed location. There's been huge shifts physically in my life. But the biggest things that I've learned are the things about myself and the changes that I've made within myself. And I guess an example, which I'm happy to share is for a long, long time, and we're talking the majority of my life, I've always thought about how can I please other people? How can I do the thing that other people expect me to do and be the right person for my friends, for my family, even for people, you know, what do you want to go? Where do you want to go for dinner? You choose, I'll go anywhere. And actually choosing where to go for dinner is a small thing. But when you're talking about what career you do and where you live and these big life decisions that you're making if you're not making them for yourselves and you're making them for other people that can really impact your happiness and your overall well-being and I think I didn't realize that I was doing that at all and so for me acknowledging that I do that and I have a real tendency to do that and then figuring out how I can change my mindset so that it's still in line with what I want because I'll always care about what people think I think it's a human instinct to want to be part of a pact and and to want to fit into that tribe but actually it's how can I show up and be my best self and create the right decisions and the right life for me so that I can be the best for other people and I think that's the way that I got around that people-pleasing element of myself so that's just one of the many many things that I learned about myself and it's so freeing when you acknowledge these things that you do and you realize that you do them and then you also have a way of managing them it's it's game-changing really yeah and that people-pleasing one I think I think just for women in general they seem to struggle Mm. more from what I've noticed more than what men do and I I've done a lot of work personally around this as well and I was having a conversation recently because I can see like the patterns actually in the older generations in my family, my mom, but also my grandma, she came over to visit yeah. me. I was like, grandma, do you want a cup of tea? She looked like she was thirsty. She was like, no, no, no. Like she didn't want to bother me. And I was like, grandma, <laughs> it's just a cup of tea. And I made her one anyway. And she literally obviously was drank it. And I was like, so you wanted one, but you didn't want to put somebody else out with something so small. And that's the thing. If we do it for these really small things, it then filters into the bigger decisions we make. And Um, So what you're saying then for you, it's really about, first of all, the awareness of that people pleasing Mm. habits, which I think that's the case with anything that we want to change. It's first of all, bringing awareness to it, you know, just noticing where am I doing this? And then the second thing for you was about sort of shifting it. So saying, okay, well, if I please me, I'm effectively going to be pleasing others anyway. Is that kind of how you sort of look at it? Absolutely. I think the pathways in my brain will always be people pleasing Mm -hmm. but what I've realized is when I go down that route for too long or on something that is quite a big decision the end result is I will not please everybody else because Mm -hmm. I'll be unhappy and an unhappy Pippa is not someone you want to be around So, (laughs) so for me to be my best self is to be the best girlfriend the best friend the best daughter the best Mm -hmm. colleague that I can be and there needs to be for me kind of a unapologetic shift to do that and to create space for myself and be kind to myself to allow those decisions to be made and to be able to articulate them to those around me so that they know this is why I'm doing it and how we can work together on it if that makes sense because yeah as I say you take so long 
to make decisions for other people and actually things start to break because you're not putting anyone at the forefront of it you're just putting what you think people want at the forefront of it yeah yeah and I think the underlying theme that comes out a lot of the work that you do on yourself through the click academy is you can't pour from an empty cup so whether that's you know making decisions for yourself first or prioritizing your t- time first. I think that's a big one that comes up, you know, this guilt of, oh, well, especially for the women that are, you know, they've got families and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I can't start this new thing because everybody else needs me. And it's like, well, if you prioritize your time first, they don't get the rest of you. They get the best of you because you're actually going to be filling up your cup and you're doing something that brings you joy so therefore you know you're going to show up for your loved ones in a more meaningful way so yeah I love that you shared that thank you um what has been one of the most surprising things for you since embarking on this coaching journey I think for a long time I had put the weight of my happiness on others and what I mean by that is I would as I say go down the path of people pleasing and then when I wasn't happy I would blame those around me because they had forced me in inverted brackets to make that decision so I would blame line managers and the work that I was doing and the teammates and my friends and my family and I would put the onus of my happiness on them and almost inadvertently ask them to fix the situation for me And the most surprising thing that I learned through that process is how to step out of that mentality and actually claim back that control for yourself. And I'm not a fan of using the the phrase victim mentality because some things happen to you in life and they are rubbish and Mm. they're not nice at all. And it's okay to feel hurt and sad and those negative emotions. But there is a mentality around how can I take onus back and control back for my life and that has been the most surprising and freeing learning I think that I've taken because I've made some huge shifts and huge decisions based on the opinion of myself rather than the opinions of others and actually it's completely gone against the opinions of others (laughs) and it's been the best decision for me and so I think it's that realization that you have complete autonomy over your own life your Mm -hmm. happiness is your own responsibility and you have a right and an entitlement to your own opinion and that's okay to honor and you can go forward with that opinion and and what will make you happy even if it goes against the grain and it goes against others so yeah I think stepping into that power is is probably the biggest thing that surprised me yeah I love that it's this sort of self-ownership and I I get because sometimes to blame others this we can sometimes derive a bit of comfort from that because it's you know when we're feeling angry and frustrated because we know deep down we've made the wrong decision it's like kind of a way to release some of that anger but if you blame other people you're handing over your power to something external to you and it's like taking back that power and saying well no actually I'm responsible for this but with that responsibility I then have the power to change so Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, What are some of your favourite practices for overcoming mindset challenges? Um, So I have a bit of a toolbox, depending on how I'm feeling on the day. Mm -hmm. My number one, so I, meditation for me, I find sitting quietly very challenging. So exercise is a huge release and it's my space to free my mind and focus back in on my physical body. And that is a ritual that I have 
in everyday life. I will always create time and space. It's non-negotiable for me to at least go out for a walk and be in nature, but I will always try and do some physical exercise where I get my heart rate up and I, I take myself out of my brain. But what else is in that toolbox is how I can catch myself to stop myself spiraling because spiraling is something that I do a lot. And to take stock of that and acknowledge that I'm doing it is firstly very important, but also practices such as challenging those thoughts. And actually there's an exercise called putting your thought on trial and it, but you literally interrogate your thought to say, what's the evidence to support it? What's the evidence against it? And for me, that is so important. I'm a very logical thinker. So to have to create evidence for myself based on other experiences that I've had really can catch me to stop me spiraling because you can so easily focus on the negative. I can anyway. Mm. Um, And so I really, really enjoy that practice. I do a lot of gratitude work. So really trying to take stock of what I've actually achieved, because I think a lot of the time we can get so wrapped up in what's next and what we're trying to achieve and what's our next goal. And actually it's so important sometimes to just take stock and realize, you know, what you've been working on, what you've achieved. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's okay. It's okay to just take stock and be still for a moment. So um, those are some of the things. What I will say is it's so much easier said than done. And there are days that you could know all the tools. You could have a huge shed full of tools that you could use to help you with your mindset but some days you you just can't do it and I think the biggest thing for me is that kindness to yourself to say sit in the emotions sit and feel bad for the day if that will help you and that self-kindness for me is really important because I can spend a lot of time beating myself up about negative feelings but actually it's part of being human and you should embrace them and they will go away a lot quicker once you acknowledge them embrace them and move on yeah and I think that's the thing about mindset work it isn't always just about oh we'll just focus on the positive and shift your perspective Mm. because actually there's there needs to be space for those emotions and it's not to say that we have to dwell on the negative but you know our emotions are there to teach us something and we can't just be bypassing them all the time and neglecting them because they're just going to fester and then I love that you also mentioned as well like the awareness piece again because I think with anything it's Mm. always first of all, can I just bring some awareness to that? And then you mentioned about in the moments that you're sort of spiraling this evidence to support this or evidence against this to kind of really challenge what you're saying. Is that an internal process for you? Or is that something you write down? Or is that something you just think about when you hear that thought pattern come up? A lot of the time, it's internal, because Mm -hmm. I'm at a point now where I've done it so many times on paper that I can just sort of visualize it in my head as well sometimes you know I'm out I might be on the tube I might be out at work and so I don't want to write things down so it's helpful for me to do it internally but I do think at the beginning when I was practicing these kinds of techniques it was really helpful to write it down scrunch it up throw it away shred it burn it do whatever you want with it get rid of it um but it was really helpful for me to just get it all out on paper amazing Um, What have been some of your favourite parts of being a member of the Click Academy? Very easy answer, the community. The women in the academy are amazing. They are, there is a sense of openness and supportiveness that I've never really experienced in anything before. And 
that really inspires you to be open and be vulnerable because you feel like you're in a safe space with these women and that I'm truly grateful for because it is such a scary it can be a scary journey to make that shift and to do that work on yourself especially when you're doing it alone you know none of my friends did it none of my family did it people didn't really understand what I was doing and to have other people on the exact same journey as you is it makes it feel safe and it makes it feel like it's okay and so yeah easy answer is the women and the community that you've built yeah I think pretty much everybody I I ask actually this question (laughs) the same thing and I think it's very true like for the most part people don't have others around them that are on sort of you know a path of really transforming their mindset and working on themselves and personal development they really kind of get that the work involved so just to be Mm. around other women that are there to kind of you know experience it with you I think is so so important and um okay and then in terms of your career then moving forwards like how do you see your career developing within this space yeah it's such an interesting question at the moment I think whenever you set out to achieve an end goal for me I've always been okay what's next what's next what's next and recently I've obviously achieved what I wanted to I am a well-being manager at Burberry and that's kind of my dream job and so to not give you a cop out of an answer I'm kind of in a space of reflection at the Mm -hmm. moment and really taking stock of what I like in my job what I don't like in my job what I've achieved so far and what I've enjoyed within that process and then build the plan of what the next five years holds I think I'm constantly taking action and I am very action orientated kind of person Mm -hmm. but for me it's so important for that action to be inspired by what I really want to achieve and at the moment I actually don't know what the answer is and that's an exciting space because Mm it means that I can review everything and I'm so excited for the future holds which is in itself an achievement versus where I was at the start of my journey um but yeah it's definitely a time of reflection I think if I were to pin it down to a feeling of what I would want to feel in five years it is very much knowing that in the past five years I can look back and say I've done this because it made me happy and I've shown up to be the best self for those that I love and I think that for me is an achievement what that looks like I still don't know yet and that's TBC I love that though because again it comes back to this idea that we don't necessarily need to have it all figured out you know we don't have all the answers then we're leaving some blank pages for the universe to fill those in magic to fill those in and that can be a wonderful thing you know there's can be a lot to be said for the unknown so um yeah I'm excited to see where this journey takes you Pippa Thank you. It's scary. I mean, stepping into any unknown is always scary. And I think as human beings, we are kind of conditioned to always know what the next step is. You know, from school, you always know what you're working towards and what yeah, the next I know. Step it's is. like, you know, school, uni, career, and yeah, off you go. <laughs> yeah. So it is it is a little bit scary and it's a little bit uncomfortable, but I I'm really excited to sort of reflect and figure out what it is that's next because if I've learned anything from the click it's like it will work out and if you keep that positivity it will work out so it's just making sure that it works out for what I want rather than what I think I want and that's the bit that I need to figure out at the moment 
And I think this is the thing with sort of that trusting the process and surrendering is when you are just in the zone, doing the thing that you love and having fun with it, things just naturally work out. It's when you're kind of overthinking things and coming from that place of fear and panic of what's next. And, you know, I've got to figure this out that actually then we find ourselves hitting those road bumps and brick walls. So I think just, yeah, for you, it seems like you're loving what you're doing. So if you're continuing to do that, then you're naturally going to go in the right directions. But um, thank you so, so much for being here today, Pippa. It's been so, so wonderful to kind of listen to your story, especially because it's, you know, a slightly different path to what a lot of our members go down. So it's been so interesting to kind of hear the work that you're doing. If you had any advice, final question, for somebody at the very, very beginning of this journey, what would your advice to them be? So much. Um, I guess I already touched on it, is that be ready to do some work on yourself. It is the most amazing experience to learn more about yourself, but just be open to it and be willing to do that work. And the second bit is enjoy it. You know, this isn't meant to be an exam. It's not a challenge. It should be enjoyable. And yes, at the end of it, you'll come out with a qualification, but the journey is the best part. So enjoy that journey because it will be amazing. Very good advice. Very good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you again so, so much, Pippa. It's been wonderful. So have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And for the ladies listening in, tuning into this, um, you'll be able to find all Pippa's information in the show notes as well. If you are wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact, our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to wearetheclick.com and click free course in the menu.